Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Four oh five Tuesday afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk, and he's three hundred K I V A B Q dot F L Rock of Talk dot com five fifty fifty five hundred right here in the Kiva Pack Show yesterday. Tech show again today. I'll take your text directly at 550 500. You can also check us out on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud on the podcasting. And a lot to get to. We need to follow up on, well, you know, yesterday, I think it was really important understanding the key events that happened before the FBI Trump raid. Then, of course, you know, Donald Trump sharing the timeline so you know what was happening and, you know, how we have got to this place when we talk about six, seven years uh, on. And I think it's important that we reiterate that it has been that long through this entire process. It's a saga that never goes on. It's not that we want to complain about it. It's just they keep trying to just kick the can down the road. All right. And when the judge yesterday formally rejected the Department of Justice argument to keep the affidavit sealed, it showed that, hey, the pressure from us is finally getting to them, and they realize that we want to know. Well, uh, guess what happened today? Uh, In addition to our pressure, the congressional leaders themselves were requesting access to the documents that the FBI seized at Mar-a-Lago. This means that the constituents and on both sides both Pelosi, uh, McCarthy, everybody wants to hear. L- listen to this. The Gang of Eight, of course, you've got Schumer, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, right? Uh, uh, Pelosi, you've got so many people who, who want to see what's in there. Also, Marco Rubio, Adam Schiff, uh, they all came out and they said they made a formal request yesterday, late yesterday, to get the documents unsealed, Okay. And they've argued that he unilaterally declassified the documents, which he, of course, no doubt had the authority to do all that, okay? So they want to know what's in those documents. We want to know what's in those documents. The only people that don't want you to know what's in those documents is the Department of Justice as well as the FBI. I don't think it's a big request. Let's see if we get it. They have until Thursday, maybe Friday at late, latest to go ahead and turn those documents over so we can see them. Merrick Garland, he confirmed in a press conference three days after the raid, as you remember, that he approved the request, and we want to see what he approved to seek the warrant. District Court Judge Bruce Reinhardt went back yesterday, approved the releasing of the search warrant top sheet, although the Department of Justice fought to withhold the warrant affidavit. So that's where we are today. Well, here's Donald Trump following up. Uh, on this, adding his uh, own fireworks. And, you know, of course, I think he, this is all very, very well deserved because he has decided to open up a lawsuit on all of this. And, you know, here we are on the Florida primary day. It's an easy win, slam dunk. We covered that yesterday for DeSantis. And Trump filed a suit demanding that there be a special master now in the Mar-a-Lago search case. So here's what this means, okay? 
He wants the appointment of this person to oversee all the seized material for potential privileged information, meaning not classified, but it is his own information that he doesn't really need or had to share because also the FBI took additional documents. In a legal filing yesterday evening in federal court, attorneys for Trump asked the court to appoint a third party to sift through the records. That way they can see whether or not they seized any unlawful retention of any of his own privileged files, okay? Not the classified information, right? There's also the misappropriation of presidential and federal records, potential obstruction of justice might be filed. The court assigned Trump's request to Fort Pierce, Florida-based U.S. District Court Judge Aileen Cannon, a Trump appointee confirmed by the Senate about a week after Trump's defeat in 2020. Aha, did he place that there for a reason? Was this all part of his master plan? Again, we always have to remind ourselves, Donald Trump seems to outthink his opponents at every single step. This is a 27-page filing. It's got everything in it. Politico doesn't like it. They say it's bombastic. It's too boastful about the power of the former president's 2022 campaign endorsements. It's about the Mar-a-Lago estate itself, but also confirm aspects of the timeline related to the Mar-a-Lago search, including the fact that the Justice Department issued two subpoenas prior to the search. But here's what we also is, are learning, though it's not widely reported. The FBI was there two months prior to their invasion of Mar-a-Lago. They had a cooperative working relationship. Trump's attorney said they were informed by the prosecutor that the Justice Department's filter team is reviewing the seized records. Well, that's not going to be good enough for Donald Trump, nor would it be good enough for us, okay? I think we can all agree that we're not going to trust their filter team when he can't even trust the FBI, period. So requesting a special master to screen the seized materials so that he can sift through and that third party can sift through, I think is only fair because we know what this whole thing is set up to do, and that is to set up 45 so that he can't become 47. That's exactly what this is all about. Donald Trump's instincts are right on when it comes to this. We're developing ourselves into a banana republic, no doubt about it. The court granted judicial watch requests yesterday to order a partial release of the Trump raid affidavit. We should get some information very quickly. And when that comes out, I think that will kick off the midterm elections in earnest. 550 50 That's 550 We're going to cover the gubernatorial race. That's uh, finally getting some play. We're going to do that next. Uh, some good uh, TV media have been in touch with the people, the Republican Party, uh, I should say nationally. Uh, not much uh, outreach here locally, although they did send some Good letters, but uh, hopefully with everybody getting back into the swing of things with school and football, and hopefully it's going to feel a lot more like campaign season. But you're going to find out the media is not very happy uh, with Michelle Lujan Grisham. And finally, I think that that establishes at least a level playing field for our candidate, Mark Ronchetti. She did not show up yesterday to NAOP. She did not show up to a quote-unquote debate. It wasn't a debate. It was a forum saying that there was some scheduling issues, as you will hear. Both KRQE and KOAT both reported on that. 
and I think that that's just fair press coverage. She's doing her very, very best. She did not uh, provide her schedule for the day, despite the fact that, and many times, you know, you should be able to look at the gubernatorial schedule, see what your governor's up to, see, see what she's doing. You were not able to see it on a day when she should have been over at NAOC. We have to get ourselves into a choice here, and hopefully, and it looks like, the media is going to be doing its job to hold everybody else accountable in these races. Also, we'll talk about the economy, energy, monkeypox. Uh, yeah, we'll do a little bit of race baiting here this afternoon as uh, a black couple sued after they say their home valuation rises nearly 300000 when they were shown by, uh, shown, uh, by a white colleague instead of them. And then we'll also get into the movie, uh, Netflix uh, movies as well including, yeah, Hillary and Chelsea Clinton get real on their new TV show. Yep, you bet you didn't even know that they had that out. And as of course, we'll visit in with, uh, check in the latest with Alec Baldwin. It's been a very, very bad last week uh, for him and good, good riddance to him. Um, but he has been trying to gaslight the entire media saying that Trump supporters are coming after him. I think uh, we know how that is going to end up. And then we'll... Uh, uh, visit a little bit on immigration as well. A lot more to get to here in this hour, this uh, afternoon's program, right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, com. 414, back in three. ABQ.FM and rockoftalks.com. That's 550-5500 if you want to go ahead and uh, text in this afternoon. I guess we're having some uh, problems, I guess, receiving out in the North Valley. Yeah, good now. Just thanks letting you know. Well, uh, reset your radios. Looks like we're all good. Uh, should be nice and clear and uh, work through all those issues. As well as Mark Ronchetti has been working through issues. Uh, his opponent, Governor Michelle Lujan uh, Grisham, hasn't. Here's the latest uh, that came in, and, you know, this stuff gets issued by people who are watching. You know, they're keeping track. Um, they know what airs when and how, and, you know, that's all very, you know, super important, right? We got to know what's airing, and certainly their opponents are keeping tabs on each other. Here's the latest from KRQE on uh, the NAOP uh, little fiasco. This is uh, where Michelle Lujan Grisham opted not to go, and uh, I think she gets exposed a little bit here. Pretty good uh, stuff candidates are trying to convince voters they are the ones to lead our state. Today, NAOP, the New Mexico Commercial Real Estate Development Association, hosted its traditional candidate forum. But aside from focusing on the big issues, a big topic of discussion today was Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham declining to participate. Here's News 13's Annalisa Pardo. NAOP describes itself as a nonpartisan pro-business voice for the business community and holds a gubernatorial candidate forum every four years. The climate of the governor's race is getting nasty with back and forth TV ads. After that, it's clear. 
We can't trust Mark Ronchetti as governor. Michelle Lujan Grisham, a pattern of putting herself first. But today it was only Mark Ronchetti on stage speaking at NAOM's gubernatorial forum, appealing to the business community. You get a massive centralized government in Santa Fe that is crushing businesses and opportunity across the state. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham's decision to not participate was a surprise to NAOP leadership. I was disappointed. Uh, I, I know the governor. She's been at NAOP before. We've had a good relationship, and I was excited to hear what she had to say. I was excited to hear about what she's done these last four years, what she plans on doing if reelected. Ron Ketty's team says the governor is dodging debating him. But in a statement, a spokesperson for the governor's campaign clarifies this was a forum not a debate. She went on to say Governor Lujan Grisham was working with NAOP on two potential days for the forum, but NAOP ultimately declined the date her campaign agreed to. Today, Ron Ketty addressed crime, education, and criticized state government for investing in fancy space projects over small business owners. If it's cool, we'll invest. If it's big, we'll invest. If it's you, 10, 15, 20 people, Meanwhile, the governor's campaign is touting the state's economic achievements like the declining unemployment rate and record revenue projections of more than $2 billion. Today, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham's campaign team says she looks forward to publicly debating Mark in the fall, and we'll have their full statement with this story on krqe.com. All right, so there's the uh, latest of what has happened, and I think that kind of kicks things off. It's a good, you know, kind of set, but what's really interesting is they're both talking about ads in that. And I don't watch much TV. Um, in fact, I don't watch any network TV. I'm not really sure who is these days. It uh, seems like TV's working less and less. It's more like something just to report on. But these ads are out there. And not only is she failing to show up as your governor, um, she's sort of preying on the low information voter people who don't do the work. And thankfully, you're getting some more cooperation by your local news stations who are doing the fact-checking on the media uh, that is out there. And I think it's important uh, that we visit at least some of that, uh, that the stuff that, that's coming out uh, from 4, 7, and 13. Channel 4 did a fact-check, and KOAT Channel 7 also did a fact-check. And I think this ad has been out for a little while. This is uh, coming out. And uh, Will Reiner, uh, the New Mexico, or excuse me, uh, National uh, Gubernatorial uh, uh, Information, got this information out to me this afternoon. Take a listen. This is on KOB Channel 4. The nip and tuck race for New Mexico governor. That's the one we're really focusing on. Has Michelle Lujan Grisham attacking her Republican opponent, Mark Ronchetti, about what she says is a lack of support for law enforcement? Well, here's for investigator Matt Grubbs with the latest campaign video in tonight's fact check. Everyone expects candidates to be asked to defend their records or their positions. But this ad from the governor attacks Mark Ronchetti for a position there is no indication he actually holds. Keeping New Mexicans safe is part of the governor's job. The ad, called law enforcement, starts with a basic premise and then launches into its claim. But Mark Ronchetti will slash budgets for police and law enforcement agencies in every corner of New Mexico. That escalated quickly. Here's the ad's so-called proof. He thinks New Mexico's law enforcement don't... You can even hear the tone. I mean, it's not often that we hear 
you know, somebody from the media attacking Democrats by, you know, saying, well, this is disingenuous insinuer, so-called proof. Uh, I mean, I think that tone, too, also lends itself to the fact that, you know, the media is also starting to distrust uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Here it is one more time. So-called proof. He thinks New Mexico's law enforcement don't need funding. They don't want more money. They don't want more guns. The ad clearly says that Ronchetti promises to defund the police. But we found the governor's ad took Ronchetti's statement way out of context. It's from- I mean, this is good. This is uh, Mark Ronchetti's statement way out of context. So-called proof. And they provide everything and go in depth primary debate on another TV station, and Ronchetti's answer is the opposite of what the governor's ad claims. We have to back the blue. We have to tell them we will support them no matter what they need from us. We have some of the best law enforcement in the country here, and when you ask them, what do you need? What would help you? The answer is simple. They don't want more money, and they don't want more guns. They want to know that the governor of the state of New Mexico and their leaders backs them up. That doesn't sound like promising to defund the police, does it? The governor's campaign says this tweet proves Ronchetti doesn't want pay raises for state police. In it, he criticizes the $8.5 billion budget, but makes no mention in the tweet of the $9 million state police pay raises. That is one-tenth of one percent of the budget, by the way. You can argue about whether police really don't want more money or more guns, but overall, the ad fails to make its case that what it claims is what the governor's opponent actually believes. With this wow. Investigates Fact Check, I'm Matt Grubbs. There you go. Nice job, Matty. That was really good Good work. Okay. So that was the, uh, excuse me, that was the newer one. Uh, this is the older one, which was also Fact Check. It's about two minutes long, and I might remember... Uh, you might have heard of the nursing school, what Michelle Lujan Grisham has done. You know, I'm hearing a lot of people talk about where is Michelle Lujan Grisham's other daughter in the ads. Uh, it's all very interesting, some of the stuff that uh, that people are saying. I think what the overarching theme, uh, whether Republican or Democrat, is she is not a very likable individual. Uh, I think as long as Mark Ronchetti continues to be liked and you know, I know the polls are showing that he is not liked as well by women as uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham is. I think uh, he can make up the, I don't know, I guess 11-point gap. I don't really trust these polls. Uh, I really don't. I don't think a four points is enough of a cushion uh, to sort of uh, skirt around some of the foibles that they'll no doubt uh, throw at us on Election Day. But uh, here's Michelle Lujan Grisham stepping in it once again, this time checked by Target 7. Opportunity Scholarship, and this is Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham signing the legislation. Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess I guess we didn't want to hear. Is that, that am I getting blocked out again because <laughs> play the ad? I was literally just trying to play that ad. I, maybe they're they're working their magic. Let's try this one more time. Here we go. Scholarship, and this is Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham signing the legislation. Oh, problem repeatedly. With that. Okay. So it, I'll just give you the straight skinny on it. And it's this the girl or the woman, the student that is in the ad didn't actually graduate. And it's an assumed close because it basically states that she's graduated already. And KOAT exposes it for, you know, failure to uh, be honest, <laughs> which I think you could say. Uh, for Michelle Lujan Grisham's, uh, the entirety of her career uh, as she's been governor. 
I think that that's pretty easy. So a lot of other uh, stuff starting to uh, surface. You know, uh, Mark Ronchetti is getting a lot of good positive press. I think uh, we're getting very, very minimal pushback. I think the Karen Bedoni train has sort of stepped off. I've got uh, numerous people who have supported her because she's been on our radio station. The fact that she's libertarian, uh, they're all pulling away from that. She wasn't included uh, in the debate. I think she went to a debate down in Deming where she was the only one. Um, you know, I don't expect her to be a factor. And in fact, I think that'll be the last time I even, you know, say her name. There's no reason for me uh, at any point uh, to really talk much about her. We'll be talking about Ron Ketty and uh, the problems with uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham and what she has created uh, for us uh, for the last four years. Now, they're making you feel as if she's turning the economy around. They're talking about 4.5% unemployment. Remember, we're still last. Uh, when it comes to the amount of restaurants that have been shut down, nearly 20% of restaurants have been shut down uh, here in the state. Uh, you know, she has created uh, quite the footprint, I think, for, you know, this really dictatorial style of leadership and rulership that she's had here uh, in, in New Mexico. And I think that that is not what we want to see going forward. So we'll follow up on that just a little bit. And hopefully we'll be able to play that to you. Uh, Ron Ketty is pitching tax cuts, unemployment changes uh, to business leaders uh, out there. The Albuquerque Business First is uh, pitching Michelle Lujan Grisham and all the wonderful things that she's got. Uh, we'll talk about that when we return right here in the Kiva. On AM 1600 KIVA, rockoftalk.com. 429, back in three. here in the Kiva. Well, Republican Party of New Mexico wants your help. They want to uh, go ahead and get as many of you involved as possible. You saw last week the call for poll workers immediately after I called for it. And, you know, the journal writes about it the next day. The Democrats are coming out. And finally, uh, RPNM is getting the word out on all this. Uh, they put in their uh, write-up and their weekly roundup, oil and gas revenues, help boost budget windfalls. We covered that last week. Uh, in terms of the amount of money. Of course, Joe Monahan isn't going to give credit or even a tip of the hat to the vital oil and gas uh, industry. The money represents the difference between current spending levels and projected new revenue, and it's in addition to the projected su surplus of nearly $3.8 billion for the current fiscal year. Now, I want to sort of take a quick detour on all this, and uh, something I didn't cover yesterday, uh, but I do want to uh, touch upon it today, is a judge is blocking the Biden oil and gas leasing pause in 13 states. So immediately I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be awesome, right? Uh, that must be New Mexico has got to be involved in that. Uh, of course not. No, folks, uh, let's not forget who's running the Department of Interior. Let's not forget uh, we have a Democrat attorney general here in the state of New Mexico and the judge who permanently blocked the Biden oil and gas leasing pause in 13 states did not include New Mexico, or did I not read this right? 
The moratorium, which was issued in March of 2021, included Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia. The district judge, Terry Doty, of the Western District of Louisiana, ruled that the White House overreached with the ban. Oh, but guess what? If you did not ask for the ban to be lifted, which we didn't, then it's not going to be lifted. So despite the record revenue windfall that is coming in for the state of New Mexico, we're still going to keep all of that additional drilling off of any of those state lease lands. So he issued a temporary injunction in the case in June. The injunction was overthrown by the 5th U.S. Circuit Court on August the 17th. His permanent injunction came a day after the circuit court's ruling in the injunction. He ruled that the executive branch has no authority to change any of the laws. So essentially, we are lawless here. If the attorney general and the governor of the state of New Mexico and where we first passed the Energy Transition Act want to go uh, through with that, they decide that they can go ahead and go through with it, regardless of whether or not the federal government has overreached. So there you go. Well, another thing that they put in the uh, RPM write-up, Governor Lujan Grisham's harmful policies have cost New Mexico 20% of its restaurants. According to Steve Pierce, the party chairman, this governor has snubbed hardworking New Mexicans throughout her tenure. She remains a callous governor who hasn't cared about shuttering businesses or devastating the lives of New Mexico restaurant owners, employees, their families, et cetera, et cetera. She had shattered thousands of lives. So here's the real number, folks, just in case you didn't know. This is according to the GRT, Gross Receipts Tax Data from the Taxation Revenue Department. There were 5,776 restaurants in 2019. Last year, in 2021, there are only 4,683 restaurants. So that's the loss of nearly 1,100 restaurants, folks. How about uh, other numbers that we should be paying attention to? <laughs> well, no doubt, crime. Those numbers, I gave you the number yesterday, 96 number of murders. I think they're reporting 83 is uh, what RPNM put out because they're taking what they're getting from the city of Albuquerque. The number of Albuquerque homicides keeps climbing. It's not even September. But the Duke City has seen 83 homicides. That used to be an entire year for us, okay? We're on pace to shatter Albuquerque's one-year homicide record at 117. No, it's at 129, by the way. I don't know why we, there's a discrepancy in these numbers, okay? The crime crisis isn't getting solved. Catch and release policy has become standard here, is leading to more and more violent crime. I don't even know that there's catching. Because on the front page of the Albuquerque Journal, as I talked about yesterday, is it, notice the two things I talked about yesterday, the drought, front page news, and also the bottom, that you could shoot someone right in front of officers, and the officers don't even have a suspect at this point. Not a name. They watch the shooting happen. No good. The Albuquerque police can't stop a crime in front of you. How are they going to stop a crime at all? All right, and they're also looking for door knockers at RPM. They have uh, five door knocking counties from August 14th through the 21st. 7,850 doors knocked in Bernalillo. So we knocked a hell of a lot more doors than that uh, uh, for our race. Nearly 90,000 doors is what we hit, which was pretty darn awesome uh, during my run for mayor. So uh, they want your help. If you want to go ahead and call and be a part of the solution, uh, why not uh, just go on, go on down? I think it's 5150 San Francisco uh, Street down there. And I guess uh, Mike Huckabee is coming into town. 
going to be with Congresswoman Yvette Harrell. They're going to be going to Las Cruces, New Mexico. It is going to be tomorrow. That's right. Or excuse me, Thursday, August 25th at 10 a.m. The event begins at 1045 and it's sponsored by the New Mexico Farm and Ranch Heritage Museum as well as Yvette Harrell. So you guys want to go ahead and go see Mike Huckabee. Uh, his daughter, I believe, is running for governor of the state of Arkansas. So um, there you go. All right, back to uh, Mark Ronchetti and all the news uh, that is out there. And I'll read your text here shortly. Ronchetti pitched tax cuts on employment changes to biz leaders by McKay of the Albuquerque Journal. What's the first thing that stands to stands out to you? Michelle Lujan Grisham has already cut taxes, so she says. One of the things that Mark Ronchetti really got me excited about is based upon the record amount of revenue that's coming in from oil and gas, even though the moratorium is not going to be lifted here in the state of New Mexico, so it should be. Our attorney general didn't drop in on that lawsuit. What he impressed me is the amount of money that we make off of oil and gas should be kicked back to the taxpayers of the state of New Mexico. If we have that windfall, $3.8 billion that is coming in, which is an awful lot, shouldn't that money go directly back to the people of New Mexico at some point? I think it makes the most amount of sense. Every single time that we put it in the legislator's hands, what happens? They get their little pork projects and they spend it on things that are woke. I think uh, culturally insufficient and certainly not a tip of a hat uh, to our heritage and tradition, but more towards the progressive politics. Now, the other thing that really stands up, stands out, is the very thing that Michelle Lujan Grisham is claiming that is a strength of hers, and that's the unemployment rate. And she would be right to a certain degree, but she, we have led the country for nine successive months in the unemployment rate, okay? Labor participation rate is something that I've been harping on forever. It's not high enough. It never will be high enough uh, in the state of New Mexico. I believe we're hovering at right around 51%. We're one of the three lowest in the country. Unemployment. Those numbers that are coming in right now, 4.5%, sound really good. But when you compare them to what they now have in Florida, the unemployment rate drops to a historic low of 2.7%. Their unemployment rate dropped to a historic 2.7% while the state's job creation skyrocketed. Governor Ron DeSantis' office announced on August 19th, the office reported that this level has only been reached three times since 76 when the state began recording unemployment data. He said the private sector employment increased by 70,000 during July alone. 70,000. 70,000 jobs out of nowhere. Just because people are moving there and they need it. Good services. And we're sitting here bragging about the New Mexico revenue boom. Based upon work, based upon employment, based on, no, based on things that are coming out of the ground and that are here. Now, I think it's important that we really start to pick these things apart and say, is, 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 are things as good as that? And I think you would, disagree immediately. Doesn't make any sense to me how this revenue boom and all this, these things are coming and people continue to pick up and leave New Mexico for Arizona, for Texas, for Florida. 
It's the economy, stupid. I think we need to look at one and one sector only. That's the restaurant sector, the retail. Does it feel like we're booming? Does it feel like people are coming here? Does it feel like a strong economy? I think we got to get more into that conversation. Because if you're picking apart these sheer numbers, you're looking at this, because I was looking at the Albuquerque business first. Oh, the way that they're selling this whole entire thing is, you know, absolutely ridiculous. They're talking about, well, we've had nine, eight, nine successive uh, months of, of job growth. I'm like, what? And sure enough, there's all the numbers. They're all coming in from Michelle Lujan Grisham at the right time. But we still have not reached those pre-pandemic levels. And I think that that says a lot. And we won't reach that under her tutelage, under her governorship, under her direction, I think, anytime soon. So as we watch these primary battles, we see what's happening other places. And then we see what's happening here in the state of New Mexico. It's time for you guys to get involved. Knock doors, find things to do, understand the issues when it comes to oil, business, revenues, uh, and why that why it is. And if you can explain that to people and realize that it has nothing to do with anything that Michelle Lujan Grisham is doing, then I think uh, you can get out and door knock and talk to people on the issues. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Uh, one of the things that we'll talk about next segment is, well, the kickbacks that's uh, going back to... Yeah, all you people who took out the loans, your student loans, it looks like you're going to get $10,000 back. Yeah, lucky you. Hopefully you guys uh, won't want to take it. 444, back in three here in the Kiva. Forgive me if I'm slightly slower than normal. Normally, I'm very fast-paced and things are good, but it's just one of those things today. So I'm feeling just slightly a little bit under the weather. Let me read your text very quickly before we get to these. Um, well, <laughs> just in time for the midterm elections, the Democrats hand out everybody else's money, all the goodies. And it doesn't make sense. Like, how are you hiring 87,000 new IRS agents and forgiving nearly a trillion dollars in loans. It's actually more like 500 billion, but you know, I'm sure it's going to be more than that. So might as well just round it up. Round up. <laughs> That's what they're doing with you guys. What will happen to the revenue windfall when MLG shuts down all fossil fuel production after the midterm elections? <laughs> See, everyone's onto her game. You have to keep control of the masses, help them with the propaganda, the information that they're receiving, make them feel good during that time, right before they you, you go to vote. Oh, yeah, she did that. Oh, she's doing a good job now. Maybe she's learned. We'll give her another try. What? You'd be insane. Anybody would be better than Michelle Lujan Grisham at this point. And we're lucky we have a pretty capable candidate in Mark Ronchetti with a good team behind him. 
And finally, no Republicans. I hope that I've helped a little bit with that. I'd like to think that I have. Republicans aren't battling it out with each other. That's what we need. Let's just keep our eyes on the finish line and work together. Regardless if we hate or like each other individually, we can solve all that later. It's a fake revenue boom, Eddie, when you consider that Democrats are trying to eliminate all fossil fuels. That's exactly right. Our revenues will drop dramatically. That's from uh, J-Man. That, uh, that. How many restaurants have shortened hours or rooms closed due to not enough workers? Now that's the other shortage, right? I think everywhere we go, we're not enjoying ourselves as much. They're always short, you know, whoever, whatever, however. Well, we only have a limited menu. Well, we're going to be a little bit short staffed today so the food's going to take a little bit longer i mean we've changed our culture too we've accommodated those oh i can't do it you have someone if you have someone serving your food with the mask on i can't i can't have it i'd rather just not eat and i hardly ever eat out one of the things that i consistently do is i want to look at the face of the person who's serving me food right like Hey, how are you? you? You look up. You don't keep your head down. It's like, well, what do you like? Well, coffee? No. I want to look up at, hey, how are you? How's, how's your day going today? And they always tell you. You know, a good server will always come in and say, oh, I'm busy today, but what can I get you started? You know, oh, okay, that's good. Well, glad you're a little bit busy and things are going good. Or you hate the ones that show up and they're, oh, Debbie Downers. Like, well, I didn't come in here to get Debbie Downed and then maybe you shouldn't be at work today. You know, take a day off or something. I don't want masks on my servers. I think I speak for everybody and I think they all feel that way. How many restaurants have shortened hours, room closed due to not enough workers? We've changed the culture as well. MLG is a liar, always has been. It would be like Michelle saying she's 5'10", 115 pounds and a real blonde in her ad. Some people will believe anything. Yes, she's counting on the low information voters. Give them what they want, when they want it, and they'll go ahead and reelect you. Hey. I'm the one who legalized pot. She's got to be excited about that. That's got to get her votes. And yet she's still trailing in the polls. She has literally done everything, in my opinion, that the low information voter wants. Anything that is, you know, free, easy, makes their life so they have to do less work and a lot more reward for doing nothing. And then they have their victim's excuse. Oh, she feeds those lines all day long. Good text there. MLG is scurrying to save the job she hasn't been doing for, quote, we the people. Instead, she's bribing constituents for the vote with monetary handouts. $250 stimulus, $10,000 student loan reimbursements. Since she's governed New Mexico into the ground, why should taxpayers supply the free goodies only to benefit her upcoming election? Precisely. That's not only a conflict of interest, but also waste, fraud, and abuse of tax dollars. Absolutely right. Good uh, text, uh, Danelle. Uh, I was at a sheriff's conference a week ago and Ron Ketty was there talking to the sheriffs and he was received very well by it, by them. Good. Makes me happy to hear that. I've never seen Grisham or anyone from her office at the conference, Eddie. Who's anti-cop? Oh, there you go. There you go. Another idea for the Ron Ketty camp. Get him there with law enforcement. I think that law enforcement vote is squarely in the corner of a law an order type governorship of Mark Ronchetti. That's what I believe that you will get with Mark Ronchetti. No doubt about it in my mind, at least what we see.
Eddie, so I just saw that Biden plans to forgive $10,000 per person in student loans, right? While I might benefit, I have been dutifully been paying them off. It does feel good to pay something off, right? That you own, that you want, that you need, that you've saved up for, you know, vehicle, education, house, I don't know, credit cards, whatever you feels good, right? It's a slap in the face to everybody else out there who's paid them off or, you know, you get all these uh, everyone needs a home type of deal where, you know, Sean Handy was talking about apparently in one state they're handing out $200,000. I think they're doing that in the District of Columbia. $200,000 to make sure you get a home, you get a home, you get a home. It doesn't feel good for the rest of us who have worked our asses off to get what we have. That's the American way. Good, good, good uh, text. Having blue collar folks paying off the loans of people like AOC is criminal. Absolutely. Okay, so here's what Michelle Lujan Grisham is keying in on. The low information voter. Where does the low information voter live? <laughs> Ironically enough, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Okay. That's where the low information voter exists, right? Streaming ads. I'm banned on YouTube. You can't find me anymore. I've been banned off of YouTube altogether. The low information voter loves YouTube. All TikTok is is YouTube on a much, much shorter scale. So apparently her ads are going there and MLG is all over streaming and digital. Eddie, my neighbor has donated his $500 from MLG to Mark Ronchetti's campaign. There's something you can do. Love to hear that. Good ideas. Shared here. Good idea. Good idea. And hand that out. That's good. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, good now. Thanks for letting you know, I say. And yes, you can. You could definitely stop by. 550, 5,500. I've got a thousand calendars. I'm so excited about these calendars. Uh, all you have to do is uh, text me your address and I'll just uh, put a stamp on them and mail them. They're going to come in like a little Christmas card uh, folder and I will directly write on them myself and send them out directly to you. So I plan on uh, sending them to a lot of people who uh, signed our impeach MLG clients, fans, just anybody I can think of. So if you want to text in uh, your address, I'll go ahead and uh, send you a calendar and it's it's super cool too because it doesn't have any of the muslim holidays one um second thing it has all the catholic holidays too uh plus all the traditional holidays and then the only you know it has the actual federal holidays which juneteenth is now recognized as a federal holiday but it doesn't have all the other crap like you know kwanzaa and all the other Ida shahir or whatever the heck is going on in everyone's calendar so uh, I'm done with those calendars. I can't stand it. It doesn't have the, the months either. So like February is definitely not Black History Month. Uh, you know, November is not Native American History Month. You know, it doesn't have Hispanic History Month in um, uh, September, which we only get half a month. I don't know if anybody knows that, but all that stuff is scrubbed. It's a plain Jane calendar with all the traditional things. And it's a Judeo-Christian calendar as well. So it's got all the Christian holidays Easter, you know, it's got Jewish holidays in there, Passover. So I love it. I'm uh, very excited to be handing uh, that out. It's a calendar if I designed it, uh, except there, there is one federal holiday, I believe, that shouldn't be a holiday. But when you whine and bitch, I mean, the two last, the two last holidays that have come out, federal holidays are what? Martin Luther King and Juneteenth. We're we just going to keep whining and, and, and crying about the fact that there isn't enough black holidays. Where's the Hispanic holidays? No, Cinco de Mayo is not a Hispanic holiday, although it is on the calendar. So that is pretty cool. Um, 550, 5500. 
Eddie, can you get? Yes. Okay. I can do that. Okay. I appreciate Well, look at these kids. Look at these. Uh, <laughs> look at these addresses coming in. This is pretty cool. Yes, I will absolutely send you all of that that stuff so we can get these out. This is a great calendar. And, you know, it's like the most useful thing too, right? So anyway, uh, Biden is reportedly planning to issue $10,000 student forgiveness for some borrowers. He's going to be issuing that, I believe, tomorrow. The forgiveness plan for borrowers making less than $125,000 a year. So if you have the loan, but you're making more than $125,000, you don't get it forgiven. How unfair is that? Shouldn't it just be across the board? Shouldn't taxes be across the board like one flat tax? Shouldn't the loan forgiveness be to every single person who took out the? In fact, I would be more apt to give it to the people who actually can afford and do something with their with their education, right? The Wall Street Journal reported that the administration is in fact making plans for the announcement on Wednesday tomorrow. <clears throat> the administration has spent months debating the subject of student loan cancellations, and officials vowed the decision would come before the end of August. White House does not confirm the official details of it all, but if you're making less than $125,000 a year and you have that loan, you will get $10,000 forgiven. He's also reportedly planning on extending the current pause on the student loan debt payments just in time for the election. The administration has already canceled about $32 billion in debt for more than 1.6 million Americans. Where's my cut? Back after a top of the hour news right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVBQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Hour one in the books, hour two coming into from the ABQ. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Hour two coming at you here from the ABQ and go to abq.fm for hey a free app. Sixty-five great radio stations, including this very one, to serve you. And uh, then you got your twenty-four hour run of uh, the previous day's show that is always on. And um, we're going over uh, to two terabytes which is going to be a new record uh, for the month. Um, and don't forget, send me your address. I think about 40 of you have sent me your address. You're going to get this calendar right here. And uh, let me elaborate. That way you guys can see us on Rock, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. Those are all free, um, by the way. So um, those will be uh, hopefully paid for. You can do the little smart scan right there, and you can you know, see that, and that's, that's pretty cool. So I puff up my chest. Some guy wrote me, and he says, you only should wear colored shirts. You represent all of us. I'm like, uh, okay, well, whatever. I'll be your Huckleberry, whatever you guys need. And then you get the little streaming thing at the bottom with the info on everything that that is uh, there. Don't forget, you can download the apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. I hit send on the rockoftalk.chat, but all my notes didn't go anywhere. I had all my notes all ready for you guys. So I'll make sure that those go out. Like it's more links than you can deal with, but it's like all of, I hear Glenn Beck, he won't shut up about whatever he's selling all the time. So I feel like some I need to do less Glenn Becking it, uh, if you will. All right, so here's the, the free calendar for you. Look, January has a picture of a mountain, a traditional mountain, like a normal mountain. Like That's like a new thing. New Year's Day, Epiphany 
Oh my gosh. Any calendar with epiphany on it. How cool is that? Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day previous. And then it says take risks. If you win, you'll be happy. If you lose, you'll be wise. So uh, text in uh, your address at 550-5500. I'll get this out to you. I don't care if I'm going to send you an early Christmas envelope either. I think it's just time to start thinking about Christmas uh, since now. Christ Mass. Christ Mass. Remember the very important show that we did with uh, Dr. William Summers? Uh, I remind you that I'm a little uh, out of sorts today, not feeling my, 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 my very best. Uh, here's the Superstition Mountains in Arizona for February. Great place to be, uh, by the way, Arizona. Lincoln's birthday. We've forgotten when Lincoln's birthday because uh, all these new progressives rolled everything into President's Day. Well, it has President's Day, but it also has Washington's birthday, which is basically my birthday. So me and George Washington, we're bros. Uh, Valentine's Day is on there. How many calendars do you see that don't have Valentine's Day anymore? Uh, this one has it. So there you get there. See, and it's small, and then it's got all the information there on the station. So you don't, don't, don't forget about me, right? Or the station or all the stuff that we have. March, it's got, oh, look at the springtime. Another mountain, I love mountains. We should be just looking at mountains all day long. We do. You live in the best city for that. Nobody has better mountains in any city. Oh, maybe, yeah, Salt Lake is kind of close. Maybe Denver a little. Uh, here you go. Daylight savings when it begins. St. Patrick's Day's in there. Um, yeah, so I don't see Eid al-Fatir in here uh, or any of these unrecognizable, you know, Muslim holidays that I don't have to ever pay attention to. We got to stop that. I mean, how many how many people who who are Islamists or Muslims, how many Muslims do we have in this country? And you've taken over our entire calendar. Like, what, if you guys constitute, let, let's make a deal. If you guys are 20% of the population, because the Judeo-Christian heritage is way more than that. If you're 20%, then we can go ahead and put that on here. Okay, we'll do that for you. It's a little thing. You guys go ahead and ramp up your numbers. You know, you guys like to breed a lot. You have lots of kids, right? You also have uh, lots of slangs. Oh, we need to go to the community and find out what's happening. You don't need to go to the community. The murder is in your community. Saeed has now uh, been charged with a third murder. I don't want to talk about them. And that sounds like it's internal business. I don't even think that should be in the news. It should just be trying to hide it like they were before. Then we don't know. Nobody wants to pay attention to it anyway. The guy couldn't speak English. He's down there. He's going to be locked up, right? going to get charged for murder they'll give him life or whatever you know it's like well this is easy easier to commit murders here than it is in anyway <laughs> i have enough things to say palm sunday look at that how many calendars do you know that have palm sunday in them i don't know of one besides this one passover is there easter sunday good friday uh cinco de mayo like you don't see cinco de mayo ever you're just like oh you don't need to tell us it's uh, the 5th of May. just need to understand Spanish. There it is. 5th of May with a beautiful, whatever, Victoria. It's got Canadian holidays. Sorry, 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 mate. Uh, no, that's uh, Australian and Canada. Mother's Day. I'm um, a happy guy. You put Mother's Day and Father's Day on a calendar? Like, how important is that? So, yeah, just an Independence Day. There it is. Uh, aptly named, not 4th of July. We have Cinco de Mayo and 4th of July. No, it's not the 4th of July. It's Independence Day. I, I, don't, I hate it. Oh. Like the Sean Hannity song that he used to play. Civic holiday in uh, Canada in August. There's no August holidays. I think if uh, any minority group wants to, you know, lobby uh, U.S. Congress for being victimized, they can find their opportunity to do something in August. I'm sure they're going to put Barack Obama's birthday there, right? That's the next black holiday that's coming. <laughs> Ironically, he's not all black. So there you go. They're the ones who are racist, folks. I can, I'm just responding. Relax. 
and you're a racist. No, I'm not. I'm just responding. <laughs> How can I be racist at this point, right? Isn't that the, that's not the card they play? So I can only be racist if I'm a Republican. Oh, wait, was that, why was the Republican Party started in the first place? Oh, yeah, right. That's right. Uh, to battle racism. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is why they keep trying to erase history. They have Grandparents Day on this calendar. How many people know what it's Grandparents Day and Patriot Day? Oh, right there. Never forget. Patriot Day, USA, September 11th. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. You know, all, all the, you know, there's pumpkins in October. Anyway, send me your address. And then in the back, for those who still write things down, which I do, I give out pens because it's important to write things down. You want a good memory? Write things down. For emergency services, uh, it doesn't have any special dispensation for uh, Albuquerque. No, it doesn't. Uh, you still dial 911. Police, fire, dentist, pharmacy, other emergency phone numbers. There it is. An emergency dentist. Physician, poison control. Does anybody know the poison control? Like, this is just stuff that you need on your wall. Important phone numbers, like six people. Always, you got to have your neighbors that's right there. So this is what you need. So send me your address, and uh, Bob's your uncle. Good to go. And I'll send you this nice little thing with my little handwriting on it. And thank you for being a listener. And you don't need to do anything else. You don't need to give me money or whatever. I'll just send it to you because I want you to be reminded every single day to Listen in to the key. Frank, he's texting. He won Bryce. Uh, let's see, Nancy. Uh, let's see, listeners. Great show today, Eddie. Uh, I appreciate that. That's very nice. Kind of easy open in a second hour. I just wanted to finish up. I would love a calendar. This is Nancy. My address. Thank you. Doing a great job. I'm sorry I don't feel well today. It might be something in the air. I'm not feeling well, well either. See, we're all connecting. First social media, I tell you, I'm not feeling very well. I mean, you could tell. When I'm feeling really good versus when I'm not feeling good. It's pretty easy, I think, just to listen. Uh, hi, Eddie, I want a calendar. Yes, Sue gets one. You get a calendar. You get a calendar. It's a, it's a calendar. It's not even that great of a deal, but it's like the most useful thing in the world. How many times? Well, I don't know. You're trying to plan. Fail to plan is planning to fail, right? So you can't plan without a what? Calendar. So you need one. So get one. And all you have to do is just text me your address. Frank from La Vega, bro. He's got two Rocket Talk subscriptions too, no. That's awesome. I know everyone's selling subscriptions. I almost feel like I don't want to sell any subscriptions because so many people are like selling. I'm going to multiple websites now and I can't even get on anything. Like you used to be able to just go ahead and read stuff. That was a great thing about the internet. It's like, now you have to pay for the internet to pay for the internet to pay for the internet. I'm like, why? So I'm just going to start getting out all the show notes. Like I might just do it beforehand. You can kind of follow, you know, picture pages, picture pages. Remember, uh, you know, Bill, back in the 70s, I used to do the picture page. You follow along on the TV with the articles that are coming out. And we spend, you know, two, three hours together. Would that be better? Would you guys like that? I'll be happy to just send you my notes prior to the show. And you guys just delve in with me. You guys just follow along and then I'll talk you through them. And they'll be like, well, I could listen to this later. or listen Because really, I mean, by the time the show's over, I'm not that motivated to go ahead and, well, what did they talk about today? Well, now let, let's do it together is that better you give me a thumbs up thumbs down and all that i'll be happy to do that for you it's real real pretty easy so um anyway matt your show is having a sick day your show having a sick day is still better than a fat man and a fish i don't know what that is but uh there you go back after a quick break here in the kiva on am 600 kiv rockoftalk.com we'll discuss florida we'll discuss elections all that and more when we return
the place called Vertigo. It's everything I wish I didn't know. days anymore huh we got that little fancy calendar about 40 of you guys have already re- requested one some requesting too if you want multiple let me know it's handy dandy and i can put it in an envelope and it could show up in your mailbox and there you go it doesn't uh, require additional postage either so i just send it straight out and so i go to uh october somebody texted me during they said uh eddie <clears throat> how come you didn't go through october i'm like oh i know where this is going there's no Indigenous Peoples Day on there. Yeah! Woohoo! That's right. Out with that. It's Columbus Day, baby, all day long. You can take down their statues. You can do anything that you want, but don't take my Columbus Day. Christopher Columbus, right? The Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. Orale! Vamanos! Let's conquer America! But Eddie, that's ter- Stop, Eddie. Stop doing it. Is the Rock of Talk Daily Blast no more? Last week, I stopped getting the daily updates in my email. I don't know. I don't do it. It's I'm it, Dowd. Uh, I think the last daily blast went out Monday morning and then he was, he was on a big old jet airliner. Don't carry him too far away. I also sent my uh, refund to Mark's campaign. Good. Help Mark Ronchetti. Please change the state. Please folks. I don't care. Anybody with an R next to their name, just vote for them. Just don't. <laughs> What happened to me, do not let, hap- let, let that happen to Mark, please, okay? And remember, I was just trying to get, I would have probably gone to Mark. I didn't know Mark wanted to run for anything again. I would have probably gone, hey, Mark, do you, you want to run for mayor? <laughs> I'd have been fine. I'd be like, great, just go do it. We'll help you. What, whatever it takes. Get rid of Timmy. Get rid of Michelle Lujan Grisham, you know. I don't really want to be mayor, but I will be mayor because I know I can do a heck of a lot better than, than these other guys are doing. That's for sure. I mean, just kind of. Right. If you want to do good at anything, you just got to, are you a do gooder? You just got to care. Right. Just kind of care a little bit. So um, we covered Ron Ketty, latest in the FBI and uh, Trump. Let's talk about the economy, shall we? I think it's important. New Mexico's unemployment rate continues to decline. There it is from the Albuquerque business first. So exciting career and workplace and stop bagging, start bragging. Please sign in. If you want any access to anything, you must get through the paywall. I'm like, oh, here we go again. Like, why? I have to subscribe to like 30 things. I do it so you don't have to. Okay? That's what it is. Unemployment rate continues to decline. And we heard about the 70,000 jobs, and they're showing the little red arrow going up. And see, business is picking up. This is good. It's good. We got to get Michelle Lujan Grisham. July's rate of 4.5% in New Mexico was its lowest. Since the Great Recession in 2008, the national unemployment rate was here, but uh, here's what's really happening. Overall, New Mexico non-agricultural jobs grew by 31,700, about 3.9% between July 21 and 22, according to the data. Once again, leisure hospitality business showed the largest gains, about 10,200, 10.9% compared to the previous year. Mining construction added 8,000, business services added 54. Oh, that's the 13th straight month of either a decline or no change. Well, how could it not be? Everything's got to be trending in that direction anyway. Didn't we just come out of COVID? 
where we had, I think it's at one point, like 14% unemployment. <laughs> well, I forgot about that. That little, uh, little detail seemed to have uh, skipped me. And gas prices, don't you know? Look at the Democrats. They're forgiving you. Oh, but there's no recession. What's a recession? I don't know anything about any recession. Gas prices are down. Well, this problem isn't going to go away, according to NBC News. That's right. Many of the fundamental issues that drove gas prices to record levels in the summer remain because the White House hasn't found a way to keep them in check. Well, what is it? The what the, the spikes? Uh, what what exactly is leading us this way? National gas average drops below four dollars a gallon. The Federal Reserve right now is the main domestic actor on oil prices with higher interest rate. Oh, blame the Fed, right? Uh, that's a non-governmental organization. We have nothing to do with. They're going to jack prices up because you borrow too much money. Inflation has never been worse. July was the worst month on record for grocery prices. 15.4% increase. Are they ESA compliant? We have to pay to be responsible. We have to pay for our electric cars. We want you, if you're not going to go electric, we're going to force you to go electric. That's what, that's where we're going. (laughs) You're not going to have a choice. Like pretty soon you're not even going to need gas because if you don't have an electric vehicle that you can plug in, which is going to be twice as much to pump up because the rates are going to go so high because everyone's drawing on what? Just the same thing with internet. You had no idea. Oh, I got super fast internet. And then all of a sudden you're like, everybody in my neighborhood has super, super fast internet. Wait, wait, wait. But how come if we all have super fast, it's going super slow? Because you guys are all part of the same pump. Well, energy works the exact same way. There's only going to be so much of a drag that you can pull. What about rolling blackouts and all that type of stuff? Oh, I... You're right, I didn't think about that. Administration officials have pointed to Treasury Department's analysis showing Biden's decision to release 180 million barrels of oil from the strategic petroleum reserves contributed from 13 to 31 cents to the more than a dollar drop in gas prices. Nice job, Joe Biden. You're the one who created the problem. When you shut down Keystone and XL, and if you talk to any low-information voter that's out there in Albuquerque, those were actually never operational. That was just something so he could... Go ahead and get campaign funds from all the big wigs. Oh, yeah. Is that who funded uh, Donald Trump's campaign? <laughs> the big wigs from the oil oil and uh, uh, energy sector? No, that's not happening. Who's his main nemesis right now? <laughs> yeah, it was the former chief of Halliburton, Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Ram, ram. Right? I mean, th- that's what's going on. But people don't pay attention. For Republican governors, all economic success, DeSantis, Ducey, dropped a Ducey in Arizona. Doug is uh, doing a great job. They just keep growing. Abbott, Babbitt, Babbitt, and Costello. Uh, hopefully uh, that young man over there who runs for everything. He married a woman from Santa Fe. Yeah, that's, that's you. You married into it? I feel like Anton Chigurh. I want to just, you know, drop my peanuts right there and tell him to flip a coin and whether or not we should blow, blow him up. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Relax. Governor Greg Abbott often knocks President Joe Biden for high inflation and a looming recession, a standard GOP argument going into November elections. Because it's true. Is anybody taking the proportionality of the size of the Texas economy? I mean, did anybody know that the fourth and fifth largest cities are Dallas and Houston, respectively, in this country? That's kind of an amazing thing. They didn't just grow on their own. They had to have good governorship. They had had good Republican values. And you don't mess with Texas. Okay, 
This argument that every red state is growing isn't an argument. It's a fact. Biden's policies are the ones that create these sky-high prices in gasoline, groceries. It's the one that's bringing the, the, the money down on when it comes to housing. Okay, there's now job gains that are coming in. That's only because we came out of the COVID uh, uh, areas. But what places aren't growing as fast? Every blue state. They're growing a little bit, but not like the red states are. So I'll include that uh, in the links to all this stuff so you can see this. People are feeling pretty good if they live in a red state. You can literally pay the same price for a cup of coffee it costs for a gallon of gas to travel 16 to 22 miles coffee and pastry shops according to the wall street journal avoid inflation backlash punishing the restaurants how are they doing it well how much fluff was in those cups think about that to brew a cup of coffee do you know what it costs to brew a cup of coffee roughly remember you pay about four four fifty for a cup of coffee for a cup of joe if you're in an airport at six <laughs> Six dollars. What's in this coffee? <laughs> is this rocket fuel? Like, uh, why am I paying six dollars for a cup of coffee? My little packets that I'm like, I don't know. Between my oat milk and the coffee, I'm spending roughly about fifty-five cents a cup. What? What? Why did I pay four dollars? Six dollars? <laughs> they never have to increase the price of a cup of coffee. You used to go to a place. You used to go to McDonald's coffee. It was a, it was a buck. They were making a hundred percent on it. Now, I mean, they're still making crazy money, but the reason why coffee and pastries and all those things is because it's bread and coffee. Why do you think they allow people to camp there for so long? Because they're making such great profits and paying people next to nothing, and they don't really have to learn much. They, I, I'm waiting for the cafe that's going to open up that has you pour your own stuff and basically just someone in there refilling everything, and you enter your credit card and it turns on everything. That's coming, right? You don't need people. You know, I definitely don't need the baristas with their uh, horn rings, their pink hair, blue hair, uh, their tats, or anybody asking me how my day is. You, ever, you see those guys walk up to you at the window, and they're like, how's your day? Uh, uh, it's fine. Yeah, it, it's great. Can you just give me my coffee? How's your day? Oh, they're like, they take an unhealthy interest in your day. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess that's part of the QC that you're trying to run here at your place. I don't need it. Just give me my coffee so I can get out the get out the door. And if you find somebody like over at Chipotle or something like that, they they don't need, they they cannot stand to wait on you. And one of those lines that between Subway and Chipotle, those guys are so they don't want to work. Those that's got to be the worst fast food job that there is because someone's literally monitoring. Oh no, a little bit more cheese, a little bit more salsa, a little a little bit. People don't want those jobs. You notice how long it takes to get something at Chipotle. I just went there for the first time in, I don't know, four months or something. I love Chipotle, like for the freshness, but I don't want to go back. They don't care what they, they do because those people just, they don't feel like they should be working. That's where we're at. We'll continue uh, with more of this uh, discussion. We'll talk about stimulus payments and rebates, uh, how they're going to be hitting bank accounts next month, and uh, what New York City is doing. They're giving away free food, phones to immigrant family. Just in time for what? You got it. The election. Yesterday I got so old I felt like I could die. Yesterday I got so old it made me want to cry. 
Tony Manzana's. Take it to the limit. Don't you hear that when you hear BMT Tackle? tackle? <laughs> that whole montage scene. Uh, Walter, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're listening, but I swear that's exactly what that sounds like. Uh, by the way, that's a lightning seed. So just music I picked out for the week. So, you know, don't have to touch. Less buttons to touch. More focus on reading. You know, kind of back to doing my own show for a week. It's been been a while. I had Langston for a while, and like Dowd for a while. Langston, you know, went to Texas. Uh, remember, he got hired on the, with the Trump campaign, and the Republican Party fired Langston. They said that he had uh, sexually harassed a woman. Yeah, folks. <laughs> I'm like Langston. But Langston sexually harassed who? He's happily married. He's got three kids now. Um, what? The Trump campaign got rid of the only black man working in the Republican Party in New Mexico. Well, no, he's not our brand of black. Nope, nope. We don't like him because he's affiliated with Eddie Aragon. And Eddie Aragon's not our form of black. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, this calendar, uh, all the hits. Remember? All, remember, you, if you... Us Hispanics got to just start uniting, coming together. We got to whine and bitch and moan about... The fact that we don't have our own, the only count, the only one we had was Columbus Day, and they replaced it with Indigenous Peoples Day, right? Not on my calendar, not on my watch. There it is, Columbus Day, USA observed. Oh, sweet victories. Wherever I could get them, I'll take them. Get a calendar, send me your address, and uh, Bob's your uncle. He'll be all good to go. That's a British uh, term that I, my favorite, I just like saying it. I just... Just like saying it. What do you want me to do? Okay, so uh, the money's coming to you just just in time, right? And you got all the gifts and the goodies, and then they're going to come in. Tax your asses. What? You got the free money you don't want to pay for it? Stimulus checks, rebates, and other payments to hit bank accounts next month, folks. Several states are set to uh, mail out those stimmy checks, the tax rebates, and other payments in September. Yep, this all happening at a time when there's historic inflation. How's that going to work with this inflation? Not very well. What are they doing in Alaska? Alaska, we got to move to north to Alaska. $3,200 a person. Wow. <laughs> nice duck. What are they doing up there? You never know what they're doing up there in Alaska. The budget compromise had a $2,550 permanent fund dividend. What? Where's our dividend? Mark Ronchetti, take note. You had this idea before. Run it out here in New Mexico. We'll uh, we'll go ahead and get you elected. <laughs> right. Might as well. It works for the other side, right? What are you going to do for us? What has the mayor done for the black community? Remember when I played, for, played for all that for you guys? You guys love that. I know I have that somewhere. I got to play that. What are you done for the black community, Mr. Mayor? Well, I, I gave you a million dollars. And you created a million dollars worth of damage with all these white people yelling Black Lives Matter. Wait. Found a few, like even Black Lives Matter didn't even go down there. Like, nah, don't worry about it. We'll just watch them do it. We'll, we'll hang out at home watching on TV. So dangerous for us out there. 
Minnesota, what do you get? 750 bucks, Dimmy checks. Indiana, 650, according to the state's website. There you go. Individual taxpayers can get 325 and couples finally uh, uh, filing jointly. Why? That's always bothered me. Why does your marital status matter to the government? Right? It's sort of like, do you really want the government getting in on your marriage in any way, shape, or form? Do they need to recognize that you're a, a married man? You took his name. It's like all these people are really official with the hyphen. So like these gender reveal parties, like right, people have gender reveal parties, like they bring the whole family. Oh, we're going to release the, the wait. You're going to have your leftist progressive, you know, buddy coming in. It's like, oh, what if he doesn't want to stay a boy or girl, whatever you had your gender review? Ha, joke's on you, bro. Colorado, $1,500. Nice money. Thousands upon thousands of dollars being doled out during a time when Dems and other people want to go ahead and get uh, reelected. Primarily, this is a tool of Democrats because Republicans generally just give you tax cuts. Oh, we're taxing too much. We're not doing enough for our money. Oh, you don't need to pay that much in taxes. That's kind of crazy. We have this giant surplus. Fact that, I mean, next year, if they show up, you know, they're, they're over there, you know, knocking on your door. Tax man's here. I'm like, okay, but don't you guys have $3.8 billion? Oh yeah. Well, we used it so we can hire more people to go after people who don't pay their taxes. I'm like, oh, that's, that's awesome. But you have 3.8 billion bucks. What are you doing for it? Well, we have these special needs groups, and uh, we've doled out more money to uh, children uh, who need to be fed under the age of five. I want to take them over early. I'm like, well, I don't really like the way that you're using your tax money, my tax money. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't know. Should you be knocking on my door? Should you be spending your money a little bit better? Like, how, much, how come no one's ever getting after the government on that? They're just like, well, we got to spend it all because we need a lot to get, get a lot more. <laughs> okay. Absolute total insanity. New York City, get a rope. No, no, not really. That's a joke from, you know, I don't know. The old El Paso, taste the great Southwest. I just have songs spinning in my head all day long. It's great. This is uh, what I used to do all day long. I just talked to myself for three hours, and uh, you guys get to point to the monkey in the box. Me, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> New York giving uh, free food, phones to immigrant families, preparing to enroll students. <laughs> Ah, New York Post uh, reporting hospitals, the city's hospital system held an event in the borough of the Bronx to give phones. Uh, you need to have a phone so we can track you. We need to have a phone because that's how you're going to get your EBT card. You need to have a phone because just in case we need to hunt you down, you need to have a phone. You need to be turned on all the time. Do not shut the phone off. You will be required to check in on your phone every morning at 7 a.m. and check out every night at 7 p.m. You must recharge your phone. I mean, can you see? Right. What do you mean you're giving phones to people? It's not giving freedom. Because now I've got your number. And what's the one thing you have longer than anything else besides your social security number? Your phone number. Yeah, people, I, I moved from New Jersey. Uh, uh, I moved from uh, California back in late 1989. Uh, when I first handed out phone, I still have an 818 number. <laughs> Why? That was like 33 years ago, bro. What are you doing? Don't you think it's time for a new phone? Well, I kind of like this one. Uh, just in case, uh, you know, my old girlfriend, old boyfriend uh, wants to get a hold of me. Okay. <laughs> Keep waiting for that phone to ring. Meanwhile, your phone doesn't, my phone doesn't ring if, if you aren't in my phone book. It's got this nice little feature in the phone thing where you can just shut off anonymous numbers. I'm like, whoa, I don't know you. Why would you call me? 
Then I love that spam alert thing. Yeah, that that's the way my phone works. My phone is like, don't touch it. And I literally have a red phone. And I know I'm not because I'm a supporter of product red, but because it's red phone, I like saying, hey, I'm running around with a red phone. School supplies, food, food. You're only allowed 650 calories before 12 p.m. And before 6 p.m., like you can just see this, that all the strings are going to be attached to this. But no one's thinking about that. They're just saying, oh, they got free handouts. No, no. There'll be control that will be administered. In order to qualify for anything, there will be certain, you want to qualify for that? Here's what you're going to have to give up so we can give this to you so you don't have to work for it. Library cards. What's a library? <laughs> Seriously? For what? Drag Queen Story Hour? And healthcare to immigrants. Wow. Bagging and tagging. Did you vote? I don't see that your phone went anywhere near a voting center during that time. Did you vote? Oh, I mailed it in. Yes. <laughs> okay. At least some of the immigrants who attended the event were bused from Texas to New York, according to the New York Post. I came to New York about three days ago. I'm a welder. I'm looking for work. Uh, <clears throat> let me say it more properly. I came to New York about three days ago. I'm a welder, and I'm looking for work here. Adrian Medina, 32 of Venezuela. Wow. Welders, they make some crazy money. I don't think he needs the handouts. I think he needs a job. He'd be like, I don't want any of this crap you're giving me. I'm going to eat all the food. Isn't this why I left in Venezuela? I think in Venezuela, they gave me food. They gave me school supplies. They gave me phone. You see how well that worked out? Oh, I want a job. Like, the best thing a Venezuelano uh, could possibly say. New York Mayor Eric Adams. New York Schools Chancellor David Banks. Social Services Commissioner Garrett Jenkins. Announced an effort dub. Project to open arms. I almost feel like, you know, doing Jesse Jackson. Our time has come. The initiative includes, you know, anyway, if you know what I'm referring to, right? The initiative includes providing backpacks and school supplies to students, making sure students have access to teaching in their native languages. Because nothing says commerce more than Swahili. <laughs> oh, we need to go ahead and teach him American history and Swahili. Okay, yeah. Make sure that he has access to go ahead and uh, listen to uh, his teaching in his native Swahili. Why don't they just get <clears throat> United Nations headphones, right? Strap them on. I understand. Now I'm all caught up on George Washington, and now he was such a racist slave owner, right? I mean, between that, these people are going to learn absolutely nothing. New York is a so-called sanctuary city, folks, just like Albuquerque, New Mexico. Just in time for what? Let's all say it. For the election. So the AP puts this out. As inflation soars, access to indigenous food declines. Blueberry bison tamales, harvest salad and mixed greens, creamy carrots and wild rice soup. Hey, roasted turkey and squash. This contemporary Native American meal crafted from the traditional foods of tribes across the United States, across the fruited plains. And prepared with uh, keta panen. Okay, I should know that. Boy, I'm so racist for not knowing it. Keta panen, a menomonimi, a menomini, menomini. Oh, wow. Expression of love cost, caterer Jessica Paminacut, $976 to feed a group of 50 last November. Things are getting expensive for indigenous food. We'll continue and pick it up there when we return here in the Kiva. The world is full of fools. A whisper to the wise Thank your lucky stars For coming out to 
And the Foo Fighters. Remember, their drummer just passed away. Is it a drummer? Was it a satanic sacrifice? Quite possibly. Most likely. It is decidedly so. I think so. As you can see, I'm feeling better. All I had to do was say I wasn't feeling good and have one person saying, one person basically saying, hey, Eddie, hope you feel better. And voila. Really? I literally get today's some days where I'm like, I don't talk to anybody. And some days I, it's an amazing thing. Cause you know, you would think I talk to a lot of people, but you know, some guy was blasting me uh, on Saturday, I guess on the other radio station. I'm like, okay. And obviously a guy who really, really loves me. <laughs> I mean, anytime you spend that uh, amount of time on somebody, like just giving me free publicity, I'm like, well, you must listen all the time. So uh, how's it going? Glad you, <laughs> uh, how's it going? <laughs> Give him a little views. But this person uh, texted in, and pretty nice person should send eighty-seven thousand IRS agents to Ukraine. They find a lot of our tax dollars over there. <laughs> it's got me feeling good, right? A little laugh, a smile, you know, and that laugh is more infectious, right? I think when you make me laugh, then I want to make other people laugh. I'm, I, I have a real easy gait. Right? And not G-A-I-T, just a gate in and out. Like I'm just, yeah, feels good. Little energy my way turns into, you know, amazing energy going out. So, And I'm feeling a little bit depressed. You know, I lost my uncle. I don't talk to any of my family. Really, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm understanding now how completely disconnected I am from the people I'm supposedly closest to. Like I could text them. I could call them. And I, I talked to my mother maybe no more than a minute, you know. And my, and my my dad might call me, you know, for a couple of minutes. I always just ask him, like, how they're feeling and stuff. But I pretty much live Hermie the Kermie's lifestyle here. And, and we have this. And so, you know, I end up living most of my time by myself. And that's not to feel sorry for me. It's just I kind of prefer that. You know, that fish whatever that fish is that lives by itself and really thrives, but will kill the other fish in the tank with it. That's me. Full disclosure, beta fish <laughs> from an alpha man. So there we go. Anyway, we were getting into this whole uh, conversation. You're welcome to text in 550, 500. I have more texts than I can get through, but I am definitely going to be uh, reading as many and you guys keep me going and that's good. Um, and I think you guys keep doubt going. Doubt is had the best birthday of his life, the best year of his life. Boinks. All right. Blueberry bison tamales. I have no idea what any of this stuff. So the complaint here and where the, uh, the AP is trying to draw your attention to is that the catering business in Native America is now it's beyond their bill. I was like, I've never even heard of a Native American catering business. That's kind of an interesting th- concept. I think that might work, right? I mean, people who've been living on flour and foodstuffs forever. I mean, so you could certainly use some diversity. And... This is an in Indian tribe of Wisconsin, Menomini. Menomini. I didn't know that. Did you know? I didn't know it. No, I never did. Home to one of the largest urban native populations in the country. Urban. 
Can you be a native population if it's an urban population? Native American urban. Like, why does that not, why does that jive with me, right? The inner city native populations. Like, has anybody ever said that? No, because it doesn't exist. But apparently at the AP, it does. Her business aims to offer health conscious meals featuring indigenous ingredients to the Chicago native. Oh, it sounds like uh, <laughs> I get to see the silver hair ponytail crowd getting all in on this action. Oh, yeah. It has the. Uh, from the Menominees, they they're a, a tribe, and you know I have a Menominee friend, and she's so wonderful. She has uh, she always creates this harvest salad and the mixed greens, and it's nice. And she you see the um, you should see the hat that she made me as well. And oh, they're just Kate. They're just wonderful, wonderful blueberry bison tamales. Oh, you would love them. I got to introduce you. Right, you can see that. They, they're just jumping all over this this crap. There are many benefits to eating traditional native foods. Yeah, like what? Why are you eating? Why are you guys constantly at all of our area neighborhoods? I've never, you know what? <clears throat> There's no place to eat on any reservation as far as I'm concerned because every single time I go to a restaurant here, I swear half of it is packed with people from one of the area reservations. They're always coming into town. Is there no place to eat out there? Are you guys taking, like, literally, they'll stack 10 of them in a truck, and they're down the street at the fanciest place. Always. The body knows exactly how to process and use that food, the indigenous food. These foods are natural to the earth. Oh, and our food are, isn't natural to the earth? It, just yours? Because you're Native American? See this, you see this implicit racism laced in all of this. Oh, and our inflation, well, you guys can go ahead and grow it. On your own backyards and you're federally subsidized, you don't have to be poor the rest of your life. Like 80% of them are Democrat. Many of the people are clinic serves are low income and do not have the luxury of choosing where their food comes from. Because that's what socialism is and uh, communism is. You don't get a choice. That's what you subscribe to when you take subsistence. This is what's happening. It's like, well, they're coming to inner city and this guy left Venezuela. He comes here. It's like, well, I got to escape this crap. I don't want to free anything from any one of you guys. I want to go a, a, a chance to make my own breaks. I'm going to weld myself into a 10,000 square foot house. The world is yours, Tony Montana. I thought this was, this town, you know, you know where I'm going with this. It's crazy. But this is what you're saying. Inflation soaring, access to indigenous food declines. New York City giving free food phones to immigrant families. They really need to help. Just all of this is all election directed. Stimulus payments and rebates to hit bank accounts. Folks, we're still having our coffee and pastries. Same price we were pre-pandemic, right? Gas prices, well, they're coming down. We could... Kept Keystone XL and kept our prices right where we needed to do. But no, we had a green new energy and we had to get along on board with the progressives. The unemployment rate continues to decline. Oh, yeah. Why? Well, because we just reopened the economy. Well, another thing is happening. And this is also going to happen in the state of New Mexico. Mark my words within two years. The unemployment fund. When we rock it up on those unemployment, and fastest way to bring inflation down, take away the jobs. We have too many people working. I, I, I hate to say it. We have way too many damn people who are working right now, okay? I don't know how they're getting counted or what, or 
however. But you can't take them off because we were subsidizing people while they were gainfully employed. Yeah, hanging at home and their chones, watching Netflix all day and checking in for a few Zoom meetings. Yeah, that's work. California's unemployment fund is totally underwater. All other states, it's called the food attacks. Food attacks. It's levied on business owners directly for each employee. The IRS makes clear on its website only a player, an employer pays the food tax, is not deducted from the employee's wages. Leaving aside the naive assumption that employees and customers will not share the burden of this tax, I can't help but laugh at the rationale here. Private employers are by definition the greatest force combating unemployment altogether. So let's punish them with a tax reducing their ability to hire and use it to incentivize people not to work. This is what got created. FDR in 1935, created the first federal unemployment insurance program via the Social Security tax. It created a national lending pool for states with insolvent unemployment relief accounts, and it began by incentivizing states to join the program. And of course, it's now a required federal tax on all employers. Folks, the outstanding debt in the fund, they have a net balance of negative $18.9 billion and counting. They have 470 million in the trust. They have 19.4 billion in outstanding debt. And they're having to rob Peter to pay Paul. And it is insolvent. This is according to the Congressional Research Service. If the debts are not repaid, states may face interest charges and the state's employers may face increased net food rates until the loans are repaid. Where's the worst place to do business? Yeah, it's gonna be Illinois, Connecticut, Colorado and California, according to this site. And it gets worse. There's even more pictures of other states. And they're all starting to increase. It's not a pretty picture, even for New Mexico. So people need to understand this when it comes down to trying to compare the inflationary uh, situation that was happening in 1982, where we could gradually bring the inflation down. We've got inflation that's going to stay pretty buoyant because we asked, we also had at the very same time massive number of people who became unemployed. Remember the misery index, right? Inflation and unemployment. We don't have that misery going up. We have people who are miserable in their jobs because they can't afford what they're able to buy. And now we're also finding out that states can't pay for what they have borrowed. And what they should, if you become unemployed, be paying to you in the event that your employer fires you, they won't be able to pay you on your unemployment. That is coming. That has never happened before. It is a new economy, folks, to be sure. We can't explain this one away. We're going to talk about energy when we return. I want to pick it up uh, from what we talked about here uh, in the second hour, just barely, about the oil and gas leasing pause in 13 states. but. Just want to talk about the subsidization of this green new energy uh, ridiculousness that has been going on. So we'll do that uh, as we go into hour three. You and me right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. That's rockoftalk.com. Thanks for listening.
serve your own needs, beat it up and not speak, grunt, no strength, the ladder starts to clatter with fear, fight down, high wire in a fire, representing seven games in the government for hire in a combat site, left to us to come in a hurry with the furies breathing down your death. Team my team reporters, baffle Trump, tear the crop, look at that, no plane, fine, death, uh-oh, overflow, population, common food, but it'll do, save yourself, save yourself, world, search its own needs, listen to your heartbeat, dummy with the rapture and the reverend and the right, right, you It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the 606 in the, the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Ed on the Rock of Talk on AM 600 of talk.com. I uh, recently reread those lyrics and uh, had to kind of correct a couple of things that I've been saying for years. It's sort of like, Wrapped up like a douche in the morning and the night. Right? It's like <laughs> literally the most misunderstood uh, lyric, um, I, I guess. You know, the whole, the whole uh, story behind the blinded by the light. Yeah, as I, I was reading about this stuff. There, there's a few good things that come in uh, when you get news breaks. I've been getting the, the popcorn news, the USA Today news. It's rare for a cover song to overtake the original, but Manfred Mann, Earth's Band, Blinded by the Light, is an exception. The song was originally written and recorded by Springsteen. His was five minutes, theirs was seven. It was an enormous hit for the band, leading to their breakthrough in the U.S. Uh, can you think of anything else that they actually uh, sang? I can't. Blinded by the Light, high-energy track that matches the thrill of adolescence. The song is packed with invincibility of youth and the hopeful perspective that anything is possible. Yes. Lyrics are reminiscent of Springsteen's early days as a musician. He wrote it. Did you also know that it's the only song that he wrote that went to number one? Yeah, uh, Born in the USA, all the rest of those. He didn't write those. Yeah. I'll do like uh, I'm on fire the best. Sometimes I really do feel like there's a freight train running through the middle of my head. Some silicone sister with a manager, mister, told me I got what it takes. She said, I'll turn you in onto Sunny something strong. Play the song with the funky break. Yep. You just see the words. You know a song is good when the words write the song, the sound of the song for you. Right? Like that's a hit. Right? With a boulder on my shoulder, feeling kind of older, I tripped the merry-go-round. With this very unpleasing sneezing and wheezing, the calliope crashed to the ground. Whatever. So it's all there, and they talk about it. I'll share that in the notes if you want to <clears throat> learn about the meaning of that from American songwriter. Really, American songwriter is like, you know, cultural threat, so something uh, cool there. So, all right, let's get into, uh, <clears throat> speaking of uh, energy, 550, 50, 500. We'll also cover the monkey pop. Doesn't sound, sound like something for for Scump would be saying, right? Monkey pox. I don't know. To me, it does. I don't know what it is. All right. So the judge permanently blocks the Biden oil and gas leasing pause in 13 states. New Mexico not included in that. No, we didn't want the additional. How do we need that? Epic Times is truly that. It's epic. But we have been subsidizing Teslas and education and anything else that we subsidize that doesn't have the market competition doesn't actually help you. Now, if you go on different states, there's like Tesla charging stations everywhere. 
not in New Mexico because we're too poor to afford Teslas. So how are we going to go electric? New Jersey announced a third round of subsidies for consumers meant to entice them into purchasing what else? Electric cars. The program has run out of funding the last two years, and they're going to fund it yet again. Why? Well, because that makes sense, right? No, because they're driven by their agenda. I just told you about California. Unemployment, business no good. Like, you get to basically keep 58 cents out of every dollar you make in California if you live there. That's how expensive it is. There's these calculators that are bouncing all over TikTok and, you know, it says, well, you know, 26% in, uh, in Colorado, you know, 32% in New Mexico. Like, and then there's, what? How, who could afford that? Who could afford 46% taxes? These ideas, we're funding Democrats' ideas and you're doing it and then they're telling you how great it is. Well, they go and they are part of the uh, wine list, right? Governor, soon to be president, if you let him. Him and uh, Michelle, I already told you it's going to be Michelle. And then you'll have Gavin Newsom under. That's, uh, that's what it's going to be. I was uh, really thinking it was going to be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, but they don't want her to debate. Imagine her trying to debate whoever, <laughs> putting Ocasio-Cortez up there with uh, DeSantis for vice president. That, that's what I did, Trump DeSantis. Go win it, DeSantis, today. Congratulations on your victory today. No, <laughs> right? And then him and Trump carrying, uh, carrying the load. They would destroy Ocasio-Cortez and, um, you know, Michelle Obama. All the bad ideas come out of California. All the bad politicians come out of California. Barbara Boxer, John Feinstein, Kamala Harris. Right? But this is gaining momentum, folks. Yeah, bad ideas are going. If they don't like the price of gas, let them drive electric. We can't afford it. Everything is so damn expensive. The average price of a fully electric vehicle is 20000 more expensive than a typical sedan. What is the difference? Uh, $20,000. Isn't that the same as investing in solar panels? How long is it going to take for me to pay those things off? Well, <laughs> Democrats don't care. You got solar panels. That's what's important, right? Like the Jordans, do they make you jump higher? No, but you got Jordans. That's what's important. It's a stupid way of thinking. Wall Street Journal just uh, texts me and says, where are people in America living the longest? Not in New Mexico. Did you also know that you needed to install a charging station into your home to charge the vehicle? I didn't know this. This is how much I've investigated this whole entire thing. Because I don't care. I don't have $2,700 to blow on a charging station. Well, I've got a Tesla. My car is now collected to the power grid. I can drive 280 miles, not very far. 280 miles is four and a half hours. Well, if you're driving in a Tesla, have you seen these guys drive the Teslas? That, that's like two hours, two and a half hours. They're driving them 100 miles an hour. Like people are more interested now in Teslas than they've ever been. The long run cost savings of an e-vehicle there is none. All the money is up front, and you're the fool who decided to go ahead and buy one. And I want to circle back, sorry, Ducky, to the conversation that we had a few weeks ago, and I asked you, I said, do you know a person 
and you listen to this radio station, by the way, this radio station cannot be listened to in a Tesla unless it's digital. And there is a woman in Arizona who owns a Tesla who has repeatedly, repeatedly listened to me. Okay. That's the only person I've ever known. Oh, I love what you're saying. Well, you drive it. You must not really like what I'm saying because you're driving a Tesla. It makes no sense. And plus you have the rich a-hole of the world, Elon Musk. Who'd want to give that guy any more money? Look what he's done. He's a goon. An absolute goon. Oh, he's flying into space pretty smart. I don't care. I don't care. That's how much money he's making. We're going to talk about subsidies and why it's bad. From funding programs to funding ideas, and it's taking your money, and it's obligatory, folks, okay? The average electric vehicle is nearly 50 grand. It used to be de determined by supply and demand. We've got people who are listening, and we're going to get into what's involved in the battery, how it's set up. Like, all of this is absolutely ridiculous, and they're getting you to commit for, to it. Europe right now is seriously considering a major investment in space-based solar power. Is that the next thing? Like, how committed to the agenda do you have to be? EV names are all dipping in the trading world as Chinese vehicle registration data falls in E. If the Chinese don't think it's good, why do you think it's good? 614, back in three. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Nobody asks for fuel anymore. No, just charge me up. Feed me up, Scotty. I need to plug in my Kia. What? What's a Kia? Is that a disease? Is that a designation? For the Bennies? Kia Electric. Plug-in vehicles can use household 110 volts. Just takes longer for the charge. Just take a, lo a longer for the charge. Kia Electric, 19,000. Oh, very cheap. My, uh, Deb Holland, uh, highly recommend. Where do you drive on the reservation? Seriously, where are you going to plug it in? <laughs> well, we need rural broadband. <laughs> yeah, where are you going to get your power? Well, we got rid of the coal plants. Man. We're freezing our asses over here. We got no warm water. Life sucks out here on the res. That's why we just go into Albuquerque every single day. Well, round trip from uh, Galoop to uh, Albuquerque. I'll reuse your entire charge. Charge it up for three days into the wall, and it'll come again on Thursday. It'll come again on Thursday. Go eat at the steak and the rough. I really like that chicken over there. I'm native. What do you want me to do? I'll take two fried bread and a chutney hike. What? Come on. Get with the program here. You want to do the Espo Blotter next? <laughs> it's all about race with you guys. You guys are just, I can hear you. I had a neighbor who bought into the EV lie. I have some respect for him. His bumper sticker reads 70% powered by coal. <laughs> yeah. Put that in your stocking. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, bro. Where's the EV uh, choppers? Huh? The electric, electric bike. 
Eddie, here's my address. Who's hoping you feel better soon? I, I feel better because you guys are recharging me. Gotta go recharge. Gotta plug. I gotta take the Kia and plug it into the wall. Waiting for the government subsidies. From John Lewis, Eddie Aragon for governor. You would be a good one. Wow. Oh, can you imagine? I'd be the most hated man. This is the most hated man in America. You got to work on your native talk. I thought it was pretty good. My native talk is good. My, uh, I have a friend who does it really good. From John Lewis here on the S on the southeast side, it said S A. And I, I'm, I see S E. I'm, I'm auto. I'm automatically. I say S A. What's up, S A? How's it going? By the VA hospital, San Mateo, Gibson. You got to work on your native talk. <laughs> That's great. I'm all chopping up, chopping it up. Lloyd, Lloyd wants one. I'll take another drink, Lloyd. You know the famous bartender in The Shining? What was his name? You've always been at the Overlook, sir. May I please have a calendar? May I have another? You get a calendar. Bill, Wild Bill out there. Hello there, boss. Would you like to buy a carpet and some beaties? There we go. That's pretty good. Edgewood's out there. Represent Edgewood. Yep, yep. Uh, courtesy reminder, Eddie, to the climate change cult. It is. It's a cult. Like, it's a religion. A cult, a religion. You get these people biting into the first thing and the second thing and the third thing. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my. They're totally decked out. Like, you can't identify from one thing. I wear cargo, you know. cares right you have that conspicuous consumption oh the friends our friends down the street he just got a tesla you know we need to get a tesla don't you think mark yeah oh well well let's go test drive well to qualify you need to go register online first they got to take your ip address you got to apply are you a registered democrat do you make more than one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year uh, individually and you work for a socially responsible uh esg corporation you can drive you can buy a tesla like where's the guy who's driving like they're they're like they're so excited about the speed at which it goes oh look how fast it goes but it, it's like a hun it's like a honda accord like no one's revving up their accords until someone you know buys them you know a second purchase around and guns their engine all these guys are drag racing all over the place right like, how, how much is the world changing? How stupid are these people who are buying the electrical vehicles? Or maybe I'm the stupid one, right? Because apparently Ford is now sacrificing 3,000 workers, layoffs, layoffs? Yeah, 3,000 workers to boost its electric car production. Executive Chairman Bill Ford and Chief Executive Jim Farley wrote in an email that the company would be laying off 2,000 full-time and 1,000 contractors effective September 1. You just heard they don't have 7,000 workers in, in Ohio. Where are you going to... Uh, who's going to build anything for us? At this point, when you don't have to make them work, as long as they vote the right way, you'll never have to work a day in your life. The layoffs will help the company cut costs as it looks to raise money. That makes a lot of sense and ramp up the manufacturing of expensive electric vehicles. 5% of new car and truck buyers choose electric vehicles. Oh, well, let's lay off 3,000 workers. Ford and other automakers have made woke commitments to EVs and are on a dangerous path and even 
Hey, I'm a Ford man. Yeah, look at that bad boy. If your car company makes an electric vehicle, it's no longer a car company. It is a woke, agenda-driven organization. Period. Job cuts affect 6% of my Ford's full-time workers here in North America. None of Ford's 56,000 unionized production, salt of the earth, blue-collar workers will be affected by layoffs. <laughs> Farley previously stated that the Ford employs too many people in the current workforce lacks the necessary skills to make the switch to a lineup of electrified software-driven vehicles. <laughs> I can't wait for the brownouts. Seriously, the rolling brownouts. Stay at home, folks. It's dangerous. There's brownouts. I think that's a racist term. That is a racist term. Brownouts. What is that supposed to mean? I'm totally offended. I need to find somebody to be offended us. A courtesy reminder to the climate change cult that electric cars can use lithium as well as cobalt. I thought that was a color of crayon. Both of which are very intrusive to excavate. Let's also remember that 60% of cobalt comes from the Democratic Republican, uh, Republic of Congo. Yeah, where warlords just randomly just murder 40 people. 40,000 children to, who exploit over 40,000 children to mine it, and yet not a word from the puritanical climate change cult. There it is. This guy's a smart guy. You know, smart, you know things. You could teach a thing or two of me. Particularly beyond the annoying and manipulative mascot that is Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Thunderberg. <laughs> I'm angry. Who has the nerve to whine that her childhood was stolen? The hyperbole, hysteria, and hypocrisy of the climate change cult knows no bounds. Yeah. The hypocrisy is in full form right in front of you. So, Ford is sacrificing 3,000 workers. Good idea, right? Well, what's happening in China? As Trump used to say. Ah, uh, yeah. Chinese vehicle registration for electronic vehicles falling. That's right. New billions of dollars in government subsidies heading their way, paid for by the U.S. taxpayers to get the Chinese to buy automobile. No, that's Toyota, right? Oh, what the feeling. No, we're talking about the other side of that. China. Fell in trading because they cannot manufacture enough batteries. They're too expensive. And they break too much. And when they break... They're too expensive to fix. Tesla CEO Elon Musk announced over the weekend that the company's full self-driving feature would rise the price of his vehicles to $15,000 more than what it's currently asking. Prompting one short seller to remind Musk, uh-uh-uh. Yeah. Doesn't even exist. Oh, how do you say that something exists and you're going to sell it for more if it's never even been built? Tesla continues to face an ongoing investigation related to its full self-driving and autopilot by the National Transportation Board. How's that going to work? You're going to have to have, you're going to have to have some fun with Buttigieg. We're going to have him over. Elon, I think you should go see Pete personally. Also contributing to the uh, market dip in the lower in EV names was poor EV registration data out of China. China is widely considered to be the one of the leaders in ED adoption. And so a slowdown in registrations, there could be telegraph saturation for the EV market globally. The China Automotive Technology and Research Center said the EV registrations were down 16% in July. Companies like Rivian, very cool truck. Oh my God, it's so cool. It doesn't even have pedals. Nikola, 
and Workhorse were all down, <laughs> ironically, were all down between 2 to 3% in early trading. Bloomberg also noted in a wrap-up meeting Monday morning, it's not going well for the EV. No 4 by 4 with the EV. Why do we continue to go down this, this route, this path? It's stupid. We were doing pretty good when we were doing it the way that we were doing it. The price explosions for gas, natural gas, they're going to lead to all sorts of problems coming this winter. Diesel markets are in the crosshairs of the government. This is according to Zero Hedge. Diesel handles much of the marginal needs of power generation in the wintertime. It is more expensive but not prohibitive. But due to protracted complications between Europe, Russia, the U.S., global demand for natural gas outside the U.S. trade is much higher prices than normal compared to prior years. And going into the winter, they could see the highest prices in its history. The last 12 months have played into this. We'll get to more of this when we return here in the Kiva. 629 on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, a Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Cheap gas. Oh, shouldn't cost me an arm and a leg to go anywhere. in Mississippi. Californication. That's what's happening around the world. Love the red hot chili peppers. Chili time, baby. Don't forget. Gotta go roast those chilies. I uh, went to the I went to the Olympics in 84. And uh, <laughs> this is this is how uh, much humor has evolved, I suppose. But it was the funniest thing because it was somebody that was winning a race and we were at the I remember it like almost clear as day. Uh, when I was there with my dad. My dad took me to the Olympics when I was nine years of age. It was like one of the most awesome experiences of my life. I hope, hope, hope that I can take my two kids and my dad uh, to the Olympics in 2020. Los Angeles. So hopefully that was, there was a guy that would yell the entire time. I won my Chile. Like the whole time. And he was talking about that. Anyway, funny. You, I guess you had to be there. Uh, Chile. Um, yeah, the harvest is... Uh, are we still competing? Are we still on that whole ricotta between Colorado and New Mexico? Or can you taste the difference between a Colorado and New Mexico chili? I don't know that I've ever had a Colorado chili, to be quite honest. I love chili rellenos, no. They're good. Stuff the cheese in there. It tastes so good. Deep fry it. Mmm. Good. All right. <clears throat> I digress too much. Ooh, people can. Uh, wow. Wow. Now they're coming for the home heating appliances, Eddie. Activists petition EPA to restrict use of home and commercial furnaces by 2030. No good. Eddie, I'm sure things will come full circle when they make hand crank generators to charge the BS electric vehicles. Just like it took a hand crank to crank over the starter. Bob. Bob's your uncle. 
That's regarding the Hummer EV. This one coming from the Western Journal, the finest in Western culture. Test shows electric trucks cost over $100 to charge. <laughs> yeah, I will not be buying anything electric. Seriously, I don't even like to drive as it is. I'm like not interested in vehicles. I recharge my uh, little scooter. Plus I become, they call me Creeper. Creeper. Cholo Febro. Yeah, so I jump on that thing. That's the only thing I charge. And I barely drive. I just don't like doing it. Remember, I'm, I live literally in the neighborhood that I grew up in. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, who would want lo such limitations on an electric vehicle, even though EVs may seem too cool to some people? 70,000 people did earlier this year when General Motors, noting that pre-orders for its new electric Hummer. Is a Hummer a Hummer? Hey, hey, guys, hands off. <clears throat> the vehicle, Hummer, excuse me. <laughs> feel like Cousin Eddie here today. <laughs> Real tomato ketchup. And GM is having to scramble to produce them. They won't be able to produce enough of them. 70,000 pre-orders. Oh, oh, oh. I got a new Hummer. You remember the big old internal combustion engine Hummer that used to lumber around the city streets, we're told, take some of the road adventures. It was the civilian version of the military Humvee. Yes, I own a Prius. I bought, you know, you can change out the Prius battery for 600 bucks. You find them on the internet. It's, uh, Prius is still in, uh, in, in Dallas with, with uh, Langston. He has it. He needed it. Seriously. I put every right wing sticker that I could possibly think of an offensive sticker on it. So I look like a crazy lib in it. And so, the, you know, then you drive up to it and like, bam, you're slapping people in the face. Black flies matter. Like, yeah, that was an awesome sticker. I had some, I had some good ones. Jim got rid of the gas guzzler more than a decade ago. And late in 2020, they reintroduced the Hummer as an EV and reportedly sold out pre-orders in 10 minutes. Hot, damn hot, real hot. GM thought the new Hummer EV was just going to be a niche brand. Motor Biscuit reported in March, but why the overwhelming demand? Is it the coolness factor? Yeah, because Americans are stupid. Americans will spend money on anything for the sizzle and they'll overpay because they don't understand value. It's a weird thing, right? Cars is like, you want to know how messed up some people are? Just look at their vehicles that some of these guys own, right? Like, all sorts. Like, sure, I guess if you have money and you could, you know, throw it at vehicles and have fun, I guess who wouldn't want something like that? But I have literally never had a desire for any vehicle. I don't fault people who have, but and people go out of their way so they can get a $1,000 car payment. I'm like, no, that's totally insane. And why would anybody want that? So we have all this power that's being drained. And you got new ideas that are coming in and everybody wants to be the newest and coolest and the edgiest and whatever. Europe is now considering a major investment in space-based solar power. You heard that right. It requires a 200-fold increase over the current space lift capacity. The rockets aren't powerful enough. You know how much it takes to launch something into space and in order to get something there so we could beam it then back down to Earth. I guess if we catch it in space, it's a better... Is that purified water? Is that from the tap? I'm drinking it straight from... The, I'm getting my solar power directly from outer space. Aren't, aren't we all? 93 million miles away, we have our nearest star. It's called the sun. Europe is considering developing space-based solar power to increase its energy independence. <laughs> 
Pay your NATO bill first and reduce greenhouse gas emissions, the leader of the European Space Agency said. It will be up to Europe, ESA, and its member states to push the envelope of technology to solve one of the most pressing problems for people in the Earth of this generation. How about just don't use so much damn energy? You don't need to be plugged in 24-7. Like, how many things you need to be plugged into? Asbacher has been working to build support within Europe for solar energy from space is the key to energy. Mm. Here it is, folks. It's agenda-driven. Decarbonization. That's right. We have to have a better form of solar. Because we can't politicize anything. We just have to politicize everything. Because this is all about ESA, ESG, all the social responsible things to do, folks. Space-based solar power is fairly straightforward. Satellites orbiting well above the Earth's atmosphere collect solar energy and convert it into current. And this energy is then beamed back to Earth and via microwaves. Well, that's got to cause some sort of cancer some way. I'm sure someone, some attorney is going to look into this and find some study that says that you caused this cancer at this time. Photovoltaic cells or antennas are then converted into electricity for residential and industrial use. The primary benefit, the world's not going to survive. We just can't keep, we can't leave well enough alone. We have to do it, you know, more socially responsible, faster, better, cheaper. We know we got rid of that whole thing. That's, that's irresponsible. That's capitalistic. Well, what makes that better? That's a value judgment. Uh, that makes me feel uh, uncomfortable when you say something's better than something else. That's not fair. Look, yours is better. Yeah, it's, it's better because it's responsible. It's considering everything. Okay. I guess. Back to the main point. Subsidizing any of this cockamamie BS needs to stop. And the only way it stops is if you stop voting for Democrats. Democrats are full of bad ideas with other people's money, and they have a hell of a follow-through. I wish a Republican followed through half as hard as a Democrat follows up on all sorts of dumb massery in policy and politics. And you know what's really amazing? They're like they're literally like cockroaches. You you, you can't kill them off. They survive anything. They congregate together. Where do you find one? You find thousands of them, right? Like just think about that. Democrats and cockroaches, pretty much the same thing. No difference. And immediately, once they're in your area, right, you feel uncomfortable because you feel judged or you feel, right, cockroach, you just feel gross. Right? That's their whole intent. You feel dirty. You feel gross. You don't feel, you don't feel good. I think it's a fair comparison, to be quite honest. This is BS, top to bottom. Stop voting for those cockroaches, okay? They're bad. They love their virtue signaling, and they want you to pay for it, and they get off on doing so. They act like they play by the rules. They break every single rule. They're hardly industrious if they act like they're more industrious than anybody that they know. All they have to do is scream their virtue signaling or scream that they're on the side of, 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 of understanding and compassion and good energy and manifesting and all of that kind of ridiculousness. Like, oh, wow. You're really woke. You're really, you're really with it. I'm awake. I'm on the opposite side of you. I know what you are. I know what you're about. I know you need to do it with other people's money. That's what it's all about. 
I did want to talk about the black couple suing after they say their home valuation rose nearly $300,000 when shown by a white colleague. Dang! Racist! That's a great way to get some easy money. Right? You also, uh, Sasheen Littlefeather, they found a way to go back 49 years ago when the Duke came forth to assault her at the 1973 Oscars, but was restrained by six security men. It's sort of like Alec Baldwin, right? He's afraid for his life. Trump supporters are coming after him. Nobody gives a crap about you, Alec. The Arkansas officers, though, suspended after a video captures them beating. I don't know if you've seen that yet, but uh, I'll uh, probably talk about that tomorrow. And um, Brit Grannies, not finding the strapping young men in British, told them to stop holidaying in Gambia because... They go and they get their boy toys and then they bring them back. That's right. To Britain. <laughs> it's the real thing. Yeah. Brit Granny's told, hey, you got to stop it. Uh, he's, a big, he's a big strapping man. I love my handsome Gambian. It's a real thing, folks. We'll talk about that. And uh, sad news over the weekend. Somalia uh, ended Mogadishu Hotel Siege. 21 people dead. We return. Monkeypox. The song better up with uh with anything than <laughs> monkeypox yep it's the gate disease and their sex is definitely on fire folks yes it's uh as people talking and talking that's right yeah it's bad it's gross it's disgusting have you seen these people who have monkeypox well you can see them because one uh well <clears throat> i have you have a dinner yet? You may want to skip this particular segment to wrap up the show today. I thought you that was a that was the segue to give you a few seconds to gather yourself because we're going to get into the monkeypox. The New York Department of Health reported its first pediatric monkeypox case. Yes. Preying on young boys. Hmm. How is monkeypox transferred through gay sex? Let me repeat it. If you are a, a homosexual man, gay sex is how you get monkeypox. Okay. You are in danger. Not me. I'm not worried about the monkeypox. An updated weekly summary from the department notes one case for a person under age 18 as of August and the 17th out of 192 total cases in New York. New York City has not reported any pediatric monkeypox cases per data updated August 19th. 
latest senators, uh, centers, <laughs> yeah, for disease control and prevention data show 14,115 total confirmed monkeypox cases nationwide. Stop the gay sex. Stop celebrating. Get rid all this stuff happening right after Gay Pride Month, though. Sorry. Kind of did. It's just not saying it's causal. I wouldn't know. New York is reporting the highest case count of any state, 2,744 confirmed cases. The CDC underscores that the risk posed by monkeypox to children is low. Yeah, because generally they're not involved in gay sex. Okay. The new case in New York adds to a growing number of pediatric cases nationwide. First two pediatric monkeypox cases were reported in late July. The result of, quote, household transmission. Six in California, five in Texas. The Oregon Health Authority confirmed the state's first pediatric monkeypox case last week, noting that the infection had been linked to a confirmed adult case in Oregon. Wow. I'd love to know the details. I feel like I, feel like I should go out and do, uh, like, a, you know, because really, there's only one way. Children and teen infections have also been reported in Florida, Indiana, and Maine. Why can't they just say, you get through an entire article, and you get nothing. Infections have been most commonly recorded among the community of men who have sex with men, but officials have cautioned that out of the outbreak can spread to other groups. Can, hasn't, and will not. The virus spreads through close contact with an infected person. Uh, well, if that were the case, and they were listening, the gay community would be maybe a little bit cooler about how they would handle things. And this is the part that is a little bit disturbing. New research finding that this is fueling monkeypox outbreak. Oh, Glenn, some days you're good. Other days, you're really good. Glenn Beck has NBC News reporting on this. He covered this a couple of days ago. Yes, Glenn, I'll sign up. I'll get your email, whatever you need. <laughs> Here's the transcript of uh, him and Stu uh, on this whole thing. I could play the audio, but it's NBC News reporting. You come from sex, actual sex, and part of it you can actually understand because you didn't want to do it with HIV because HIV if it became a gay thing. It wasn't a gay thing. I mean, if you get through it, blood, et cetera, et cetera, so they didn't want to make it monkeypox a gay thing. Well, it is a gay thing. Well, they and other want to be politically correct. So if they did want to make it a gay thing, they should have said, well, you know that. But it's happening in the homosexual community only, by and large. And you should just avoid, know, the orgies and the bath spas and stuff like that. But they didn't do it. That's right. NBC News reporting new research find there's a more accurate reason for the virus spread. Gay sex. So that must mean it's okay. And the gay community certainly knows that, right? Is it a community? I don't know. This TikToker, I can't play the audio because I think he drops a, a few F-bombs, but he goes on a McDonald's run. Oh, it's so disgusting. This fat guy with a weird beard, definitely gay, suffering from monkeypox, and he goes viral. Clout chasing has no bounds, the article uh, uh, states. This is in Hip Hop Wired. Yeah. A TikToker recently went on a McDonald's run, which is no big deal except for the fact that he was admittedly sick with monkeypox during his mission. The TikToker in question is Dwayne Kelly, who apparently had no problem going outside while his body is littered 
with blisters, a telltale sign of a monkeypox infection. But it wasn't enough to stop him from hitting the golden arches. Oh, yeah. He also hit up Burger King, too, on the same run. What's good, y'all? My bad. I'm not in the house. I had to go make a McDonald's run because I ain't got no groceries. I ain't got no food, he says. Once that disclaimer was out of the way, he issued a brief PSA, encouraging people to look out for themselves and not contract monkeypox. I just wanted to make this video remind y'all, be careful who you F with. Oh. <laughs> because not everybody who you F with is going to F with you. What? Huh? Bro, what? We're willing to be there. Social services that could have sent me along some food, or since he has the money for food and gas, he could have ordered takeout or have the delivery person leave it out of his door. So make it some sense. By the way, this is hip hop wire, hard hitting hip hop wire. Also, he's reportedly pushing his music with all the attention he's getting from monkeypox. But we're good. If you are in the vicinity of the folk, <laughs> dastardly, get the monkeypox vaccine, please. Twitter is still going on, and Mr. Kelly deservedly so. See for yourself below in the gallery. Who remembers Dwayne Kelly from the big O days? Uh, well, he's currently receiving backlash for having monkeypox and still being out in public carelessly. And then uh, he's got his response. It's disgusting. Uh, some of the comments. This one from... Five, Hahem, aka Dr. Durag, Durag, Dr. Durag. I got it. I got it. I'm with it. I'm cool. I'm down with the sickness. There it is. This, <laughs> this man is making McDonald's runs with his whole face full of monkeypox. We really are doomed. Oh, that's good. Dr. Durag is nailing it. I don't need clout from a potential deadly disease like you. This is going to back to backfire on you, dude. Trust me. Nobody's listening to your music or even following your TikTok. Go to hell. That's from Matty Plur at Matty Plur. Los Angeles man is going viral, catching some serious heat after leaving his home to go grab some Mickey D's while being infected with the monkeypox. What do y'all think about this? Lovely Liddy. Uh, L-Y-T-I is how you spell that, by the way. Liddy, just so you know. So, and then uh, finally, oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, well, we'll leave it there. I will uh, stick that video in the show notes and you can watch it. Uh, after you've emptied out your, your own stomach because you will lose your lunch. All right. Lots and lots of texts. You guys are great. My ESPA police report is so funny. I can't stand it. 523. Okay, I'll get it to you. 523. A big danger from the monkeypox is entering the general population via the prison population. Okay. We subsidize. I don't know. We subsidize the railroads, electrification, automobiles, airlines, shipping, aerospace, oil and gas, telecom, and armaments. This is the newest shiny industry the banks, politicians, and regulators are going to make money from. There it is. Ooh. Very angry, Jane. Jane, Jane, you're angry. Keep your anger in check. Now they're coming for, yep, got that one. Let's see. Yeah, there it is. Good show uh, up for tomorrow. Let me, let me lob some topics at you tomorrow we'll get into those racial flames we covered uh we will get to russia and ukraine i'll have a final update on that we covered ron Ketty, the latest on the fbi trump uh raids what trump has done how he's fought back um going on offense very smart uh we talked a lot about the economy and energy and uh discussed some monkeypox uh, as well and uh there you go that's your show for today i put everything up there i do hope to get to the movie industry Immigration, uh, certainly some uh, communism and Islam. At the third, he will get charged likely in all four once they figure out what the man is saying. Uh, for the, does he have a translator? How's this working out? How's he? How are they? 
how is he uh how is he going to be able to um that's Saeed, by the way, and his son. I think both of them, based upon limited information that I know, and I still have yet to see someone come out and say that he had a hit list. Even though I know that he had a hit list, they have yet to say that he has a hit list. So your Muslim community is kind of in trouble because this guy had a hit list and he had some other people who were probably helping him along. So he has some internal struggles that were going on there. So uh, that was no bueno. Uh, thanks for the tips on the inside that came out. And uh, I'd love to hear the rhyme and reason on how he appeared to want to take everybody out of that. Now, what was his real aim? If he couldn't speak English, was was completely and totally being supported by the human services department, right? No doubt. Guaranteed. Someone go look at his voter registration. That guy is a registered Democrat. You know, that's the question they ask you when you leave the human services division, right? Before you get your uh, EBT cards, are you registered to vote? You don't believe me? Try me. Go over there, go go through registration and ask and ask them if they uh, will register you to vote there. They absolutely will. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow for all you monkeypox people. Your sex is on fire. See you for hump day tomorrow. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Yeah.